What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? It is the bye week. The Chiefs are the AFC's number one seed. They have a three-game lead in the AFC West division through nine weeks, and they just shut down the NFL's most potent offense and held them to their lowest point total of the season. Chiefs also became the first NFL team to win a game in the United States, England, Mexico, and Germany. They continue to set records, win games, and give us moments that are fun to discuss. So we'll do that today on 10 Things. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of 10 Things. Hello, good people, and welcome to 10 Things here on KC Sports Network. I'm BJ Kissel. That is Haley Lewis, and we've got some Chiefs information for you. Yes, we do. The Chiefs won, BJ. They did win. And it's it was, Victory Monday. It was such a beautiful, like, and I say it was a perfect game, because, but it was a perfect start. It was. The first half was beautiful. I loved it. But it gave you a little bit of everything. You got up early. You felt good about it. It gave you those moments that we'll get into. Um, did we feel good about getting up early? The In the game or getting up early? Oh, waking oh, up early? Right. I took it as you meant waking up early. Did not think I kids get up. They don't care if it's Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, Dig Tuesday. Like they get it. My son's like that iPad's not going to play itself before school, so he gets up. That's hilarious. He wakes up and he immediately goes to play because he's like, I don't get it for the next like seven hours. So he'll get up early just to get on the iPad. But yes, the Chiefs got up early. I did like that. Yes, they they got up early in the score, <laughs> on the scoreboard. They got up early and it was just a beautiful thing. And I think, like I said, it. You got up early, felt good, and then it was like that pressure starts to mount and then mistakes and it's, yeah. can they overcome uh, some of these things. We'll get into all of those, um, but I do want to shout out uh, the Kingdom Bar and Grill for the atmosphere that they had. Great. That was that was awesome. Uh, that was a really cool, it was packed. Uh, there was a line out the door uh, as soon as they opened. Uh, they did a breakfast buffet. It was uh, the really cool vibe, really cool atmosphere. It's great to see uh, more people coming and, and checking out the, the new bar under new ownership. Uh, and everything, but that was a lot of fun. And I know you had um, a mimosa. Mimosa. Yeah, they actually ran out of yeah champagne because they were doing so many mimosas. Well, I mean, I can understand because the fans were feeling it. They, they were enjoying it. It was a perfect like <laughs> mimosa situation. Like, buzz day. Mimosa. Mimosa. Uh, they had that's what they were calling uh, it by the end. Exactly. Another mimosa. All right. Uh, Before we get into the 10 things, we got to thank our sponsor for this show, Mission Taco Joint, now with three locations in Kansas City, including the new one out in Leewood at Park Place. Uh, You can get 10% off your order every Tuesday by mentioning KCSN, again, at any Kansas City area Mission Taco Joint. Uh, You get 10% off, just mention KCSN. And uh, Mission Taco also helps our Feed It Forward program with the KCSN Foundation by providing meals once a month to Hope Faith Ministries, the homeless shelter in downtown Kansas City. Uh, we go down there and help them out. Uh, and it's just a really cool partnership and really um, appreciative of everything Mission Taco does, um, both for this program, but also then for our Feed It Forward. Uh, if you're interested in finding out more information, you can check out the KCSN Foundation. Uh, links all of the descriptions of all the content we do. So, all right, Haley, you ready to get started on these 10? We're going to go with 10 observations. Observations. From Sunday's win. We're going to use a good way to spend it. time. I like it. All right, 10 observations. All right, let's roll. Let's start with defense. Pitching a first-half shutout. Chiefs defense shut out the Dolphins in the first half. It's the first time the Dolphins had been shut out uh, in the first half of a game this season. They took a 21-0 lead to the locker room. It's the first time in their last 40 games 
that the Dolphins were shut out in the first half of the game, last time being September 19th, 2021, against Buffalo. And uh, also held the Dolphins to the lowest point total of the season overall in the game. Uh, But it marked the third time this season that the Chiefs defense held an opponent scoreless uh, in the opening half. Also happened in week three against the Chicago Bears. That game was completely out of hand. Uh, It was like 34 to nothing. Uh, and then week set week six uh, against the Denver Broncos, uh, the Chiefs dim- the Chiefs defense limited the Dolphins uh, again to this the 14 points in the 21-14 victory. And the Dolphins going into that game on Sunday were averaging 34 points a game. Uh, we've talked about it. They led the league in mm-hmm. passing. They led the league in rushing. Led led the league in points per game. And um, Chiefs defense kind of shut it down. Now the Chiefs have won 16 straight games when holding an opponent scoreless through the first half. There's a stat for you. Yeah. It is definitely, uh, you can't sleep on the Chiefs defense anymore. The NFL can't sleep on their defense anymore. People who are, have been critics of the Chiefs defense cannot sleep on this anymore. You held the number one scoring offense in the NFL to their lowest total point of, of the season. And I think that you have to, also they scored a touchdown too. The Chiefs defense also scored a touchdown. So remind yourself of the shutout in the first half, also scored a touchdown, being able to close out this game. They're elite, and it needs to be recognized. Yeah, let's let's talk about uh, the most beautiful play ever. Is what we're calling it for number two, um, because of the context. This it was poetic. It was like it the scriptwriters for the NFL really nailed this one. <laughs> like they got that one down. I don't know it was low hanging fruit for them, but they really got it. Uh, figure out, especially with all the players who were involved. And we'll get to that. But before yeah. we talk about that play, let's add just a little bit more context, just to get all of us in the mood. Uh, before we talk about this play. So our fearless producer, Tucker Franklin, uh, let's run the first clip um, here. And this is Tyreek Hill talking with uh, former Chiefs, Anthony Sherman and Garrick Dieter. This was back in April um, on 810 Sports Radio podcast. Uh, And now actually Sherman and Dieter have their own podcast called Buddy Listen. Make sure to go check that out. Um, But here is a clip from what Tyreek Hill had to say in talking with his former teammates, uh, Sherman Dieter, um, back in April. When the Miami Dolphins come to Arrowhead Stadium this year, guess what we going to do? Guess what we going to do? I hate to say it, man. I hate to throw the peace out against y'all. I hate to do it. But guess what? I'm going to be y'all worst enemy that day. I'm gonna be y'all worst enemy that day. We'll, we'll, we'll edit that out. We'll just you better get rid of that. You better change. We won't even let anybody hear change that. The signals. I know every signal y'all got. I'll give it to him. He may know the signals because overall the Chiefs' offense uh, did struggle a little bit. So maybe there's something there. But uh, now let's go to um, that wasn't bad enough. Um, let's go to what Tyreek had to say uh, this past week leading into this game on Sunday against the Chiefs. Doesn't really matter what, where we play at. I mean, obviously. It would have been great to play in KC, but it really doesn't matter where we play at. You feel me? They're going to get this work wherever, though. Look, y'all ready to use that. My boy Miko called me the other day, so I'm really excited to see him. Excited to see Pat, Kelsey, things like that. You know, it's going to be it's going to be trash talk, but it's going to be fun, though. It's going to be like, you know, um, I want, I want to see you do good, but. We're going to bust your ass at the same time, though. Like, it's going to be one of those things, like backyard football with your brothers. They're going to get this work in a line that uh, Chiefs fans will probably be using um, on social media towards Tyreek there for a while. Tyreek did this to himself um, by setting this up. And 
I think Chris Jones, Haley, said it best during the week. He was like, I love Tyreek. He's all this trash talk. Like, it's all yeah, good it's fun, but he can still be annoyed. It's like, you're one of your best friends. It just annoys you at times. Like, it, they can still be friends and, like, all of that. But I think Chris said it best when he was like, you know what? We love him, but, man, he talks a lot. Yeah. Like, he just talks <laughs> uh, a little too much sometimes. And That's how we uh, feel about Kit, you know? Sometimes. <laughs> He's not even here and a Duncan on him. Um, he doesn't talk too much. It, we love you, Ken. Um, it's a joke. But it it just made what happened. Uh, in it was beautiful. Just perfect. Uh, so let's talk about the mo- Let's talk about the most beautiful play ever. Chief defense put up six points with a forced fumble by cornerback Trent McDuffie with a recovery by safety Mike Edwards. Edwards lateraled. To fellow safety Brian Cook, who ran 59 yards for a touchdown. Their group effort put the Chiefs up 21 to nothing with 47 seconds remaining in the first half, keeping the Dolphins scoreless through the first two quarters. McDuffie's forced fumble was his fourth of the season, fifth of his career. Fourth of the season. Four forced fumbles through the first half of yeah, the he's, season. Uh, that is he's decent. Banana sandwich. All right. Edwards notched his first fumble recovery as a member of the Chiefs in his third career recovery cook's house call was his first defensive return interception or fumble for a touchdown all three finished with productive days as mcduffie led the team in tackles with 10 eight of which were solo the defense's score on sunday was the 14th score by the chief's defense under defensive coordinator steve spagnolo that's crazy it marked the club's first defensive score since linebacker willie gay's 47 yard pick six at denver last year on december 11th and with Sunday's 21-14 victory, the Chiefs are 131-31-2 in games when producing a defensive score, whether that's a touchdown or a safety. Mm. Not going to run through the last five defensive scores for the Chiefs, but Haley, I don't know if there's a more beautiful play that you could have drawn up mm. than Tyreek Hill getting the ball, already trailing late in the first half, and then having two players that you only have because of no. Tyreek Hill trade. It was poetic. Play. It was beautiful. The way it was uh, scripted with little air quotes there. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, you get Trent McDuffie, you have Brian Cook, who are here because the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill. And of course, the strip involves Tyreek Hill and after all the trash he was talking in. And to clarify, I, I love Tyreek Hill. We love Tyreek Hill. He's, he's, we love that he talks. He makes the game dramatic and interesting. I mean, yeah. it makes it fun. I don't hate that. I still like Tyreek. I'm the best receiver in Chiefs franchise history. 100%. And he's a, one hell of a player. And I love watching him play. I just don't like watching him play well when he plays the Chiefs. And I think yeah. that a lot of people feel that the same way too. So watching this go down, the only thing I, ever, I wish had happened was I wanted Brian Cook to like throw the peace sign when he ran into the end zone. Uh, a little slight, but you know what? The Chiefs are classy. They're not They're not like that. So um, I think it was, I just, the one thing I didn't know is I didn't know Brian Cook was that fast. Yeah. So I kind of went, I, I did a little deep dive on how fast he is. And I knew that Spags loves speed in the secondary. I know they're very athletic. And I went back and I looked at his 40 times. So he ran a 4.59. And if you're going to run a 4.6 even, that means you're running at least 21.3 miles per hour the entire way. Okay. He ran on that play 21.34 miles per hour, I believe, for the duration of almost 60 yards. So he was running his 40 time for an extra 20 yards almost to keep that speed up and be able to score and, and, and be, you know evade all the defenders on the way there. That's impressive. I didn't know he had those kind of wheels. I he took off. Mike Edwards chose the right guy to pass that to. 
I just smiling thinking about it. I'm just gonna <laughs> let the moment breathe. The broadcast for the broadcast, like let it breathe for a minute, so everybody listening or watching can remember the feeling they had as soon as the ball popped out. How many times have you watched it? A lot. More than I'm going. Did you watch it in bed? Before you went to bed, did you watch it when you woke up? No, I didn't mean that creepy. I just <laughs> meant that. No. I just meant that. Uh, like, yes, but it's because my kids fall asleep when I'm putting them down, and then I just play on my phone in the, in the quiet. That's why people that work for KCSN know there's always times that they start getting a lot of emails from me. It's right when the kids fall asleep when I'm laying there. Um, but no, it was... Again, I just get a smile thinking about it. And again, it's not to be disrespectful uh, to Tyreek in that kind of way. I think most of the stuff that he said is all just kind of in good fun. Yeah. Um, you know, it worked out for everybody. You know, the Chiefs won a Super Bowl without Tyreek and Tyreek Hill got paid. Tyreek Hill won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs and never going to knock a player for wanting to go get more money. Um, and he wanted to go get more money. And the Miami Dolphins offered him a lot more money than the Chiefs did. And yeah. He's living in a state that doesn't have income tax. Like it worked out for Tyreek. Uh, he got paid, most explosive player ever. He might break 2,000 yards and have the most receiving yards ever and go down as one of the best receivers in NFL history. I feel like that still could have happened with Kansas City, but he'd be making less money. You want to be in Miami? That's where he is. That's awesome. You want to run your mouth a little bit? Love it. Receipts will be kept. I like it. I like the drama. All right, let's move on to number three. You want to take this one? Yeah. Andy Reid, Hank Stram. Uh, in Sunday's 21-14 victory over the Dolphins. This marked Andy Reid's 124th regular season win as head coach of the Chiefs. This victory ties Reid with former Chiefs Hall of Famer head coach Hank Stram for the most wins in franchise history. Reid, who was also the all-time winningest head coach in Philadelphia Eagles history. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> Joining Dan Reeves and Broncos, excuse me, Broncos and the Falcons. Um, as well as Tom Coughlin and Tony Dungy, as well as the only four coaches to rank in the top two all-time wins in two different NFL franchises. Yeah. Dan Reeves was with the Broncos and Falcons, Tom Coughlin with the Jags and the Giants, Tony Dungy with the Bucks and the Colts. Um, only the four coaches, like you said, to, to rank in the top two in all-time wins. But once more, with one more win, Andy Reid will pass Hank Stram's franchise record of 124 regular season wins. Just went over that. But if he does that, or when he does that, Andy Reid will become the first coach in NFL history to be the winningest coach for two different NFL franchises. I'm trying to really read this to make sure I read that correct, and you're... Yeah. I didn't realize that. I mean, it's like we have a new winning, you know, winningest coach stat every single week yeah those but, other guys have ranked in the top two but no sure. ranks number one for two different franchises which is wild and again we'll repeat that just so it marinates with one more win oh my god it'd be the eagles yeah tucker's with me oh i was like the fucking NFL was have this down. I didn't even Oh my, because the Chiefs are for anybody listening, Chiefs are on a bye. Their next game is against the Philadelphia Eagles, in which if they win, Andy Reid would be his form. Give everyone their story for the next two weeks. Yeah. Or it's Andy Reid come out. Got that one. I in the bank. I am so tired. Everybody can just go back to every story they've written for the How many times we're gonna ask him that? Uh 
No, Dave, seriously. Uh, check the blogs. Check some of those. I guarantee you, I know what's happening. Um, but yeah, Andy Reid, that's banana sandwich. All right. I don't know why I say that for anybody that's going to let us know in the comment section why I keep saying banana sandwich. I've just said that. I've, I, I just heard that for the first time. Is that a thing that you eat? I think I heard it on like Saved by the Bell when I was a kid. Like, Have you like, had a banana sandwich before? Or is it just a brace? I think so. Really? I toast it. I've had it before. I, I didn't really like days. it. But banana, peanut butter, and like it. Not a banana girl. Not a fan of the banana. All right. Well, I'm a fan of number four. I can understand that. I would be too. Patrick Mahomes. We like him. Cut. Oh, Andrew Shea Rice. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, number four on our 10 observations, is Patrick Mahomes claims second. With Sunday's start, Patrick Mahomes has started 89 games for the Chiefs, which breaks a tie with former Chiefs quarterback Trent Green for the second most starts for a quarterback in Chiefs history. In his 89 games with the team, Mahomes has totaled 26,684 passing yards on 2,214 completions with 209 touchdowns. Yeah, that's good. That's that's it. That's going to be a short one. Um, but love anytime we can mention Trent Green. And a quick shout out here to Marlia Campbell. Uh, for anybody who's listening to this, if you have not gone and listened to the episode of My Stories uh, with Trent Green, where Trent basically narrates his own football journey, mm-hmm. uh, which I think took Marlia like maybe four questions <laughs> to ask, and Trent just went on. Uh, it's a phenomenal listen. I've been around Trent. I worked with him uh, for several years on the preseason broadcast, spent a lot of time around him. Um, and there were a lot of things that I did not know about him mm-hmm. that I learned from listening to that episode. You can find it on this channel. You can subscribe to the uh, KCSN Storytelling channel and go uh, and find that. We actually have a new episode of that series coming out uh, next week, during the bye week, next Monday it'll come out. Um, that's with Christian Okoye, uh, but there are two episodes that have already posted, one with Tim Grunhard and one with Trent Green, where it's just like a first-person narrative. It's like an audio book. Um, we get to learn about their uh, their career and their ups and downs and things they went through. Um, so anyway, quick shout out to Marlia. She's doing a phenomenal she's, job. Yeah, she's done a great job with that. Uh, and love Trent. So. He's my first bobblehead. Did not know that. Yeah, I, I don't know why that. you would know that about me. but uh, uh, I'm sure it's somewhere. Somewhere in, in the basement boxes at my parents. But yeah. Yeah, a few bobbleheads. All right. Fun watching him. It's a good time for a break. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you look forward to the holidays? Maybe you struggle with the seasonal blues as days start to get colder and shorter here in Kansas City. And this time of year can be a lot. And it's natural to feel some sadness or some anxiety about it. But I think something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. It's a helpful learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries that empowers you to be the best version of yourself as well, and it isn't just for people who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com KCSN to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, 
com slash KCSN. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low cost month to month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Did I, I messed, I butchered that coach's name, didn't I? Said Dungy. It's okay. That's why I went back and repeated it. Okay. If you wonder why I repeated everything, it was just... I said like, Dan Reeves, Tom, Co- Tom Coughlin. Sometimes when I'm dry reading things, like reading it for the first time, and I I hate to admit that, I don't know that guy, and no. I'm not as familiar with that, and so I just said it wrong, and now I feel like I look stupid. Well, then I didn't know if I should correct... No, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. I don't want to like, let it go. I only mispronounced his name, correct? Yeah. Okay. I didn't mess up anyone else? No. And the way that it's written is kind of funky. Yeah, I slowed it down. I was like, I'm used to like reading through the way that they write these. So, I, yeah. I, if you follow with me, like I skip through and kind of right, right. right. Um, I just always think that because up. the one if I mess up one thing, people are like, "Oh, she doesn't know football. She's stupid." And I'm like, "I'm so I'm glad you went back and said it because then it just looks like a mispronunciation." Tony, yeah. second, box sucks, Colts. All right, okay. I'll All be right. better. We're coming back. You want to welcome us back? And take the first, take the Travis Kelsey one. No. Wing it back. Scoot it back, scoot it back. I I didn't want to be on camera anymore. I was embarrassed. I was done. Okay, cool. Oh, you want me to welcome back? Yep. Okay, here we go. Trace Dos Uno. All right, welcome back. This is 10 Things. I'm Haley Lewis. That's BJ Kissel. And we are on to number five. Good wave. I salute. You wave. Huh. Twinkle wave. Okay. With my, with my kids, <laughs> like my wave. daughter waves like this. <laughs> so oh, this is how I cute. wave to people. And okay. I've done it a handful of times. Probably and talk. Then, and then people are like, bye. I'm like this. And then I'm like, oh, my. Her. And I started like grabbing my neck. <laughs> oh, I did that in public. Through an adult. All right. Um, let's do it on. Number five, Travis Kelsey. We like talking about him. Travis Kelsey may have only had three catches for 14 yards, but he made them count. With 14 receiving yards in Sunday's game, Travis Kelsey reached 10,941 career receiving yards. That passes Hall of Fame tight end Tony Gonzalez for most receiving yards by a player in franchise history. He also passed Gonzalez for the franchise mark for receiving yards by a tight end. He is the second 
tight end. Wow, just the second tight end and second overall player in franchise history to reach 10,000 career receiving yards. And he only had 14 yards on the day. Yeah. And he also claimed the top spot for the most scrimmage yards um, in that game. He claimed the top spot also from Tony Gonzalez. Uh, he is going to continue breaking all of these records. Oh, there's He'll, more. Yeah, it keeps going. I didn't even go. Oh, yeah. That's it, a long section for Travis Kelsey, which is amazing. It's, he has more he points in this anything. breakdown <laughs> of this show than he did catches in the game. Um, but he is, again, uh, scrimmage yards and receiving yards. He's at the top of all of them. The only one that he's might not catch, he's about... 2,000 yards shy of Dante Hall for like all purpose yards because of all the return. Yards. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't know how long it'll take him to catch that. I'll say it that way uh, if he continues playing. But uh, I missed the last one. Three receptions yeah. for 14 yards marks his 151st consecutive game with a reception. Second longest streak of games with a reception by a tight end in NFL history. That. He's 60 shy of Tony Gonzalez, so he's got a few years to catch Tony on the consecutive games of the past reception, but but his second longest active streak for a reception in a game, uh, only DeAndre Hopkins uh, has more consecutive catches. Um, I think he's at 100 and... He's like two games ahead um, of Travis Kelsey, so we're rooting for DeAndre Hopkins not to catch a pass uh, at some point, so then Travis Kelsey will be number one. Here I am thinking he did nothing, nothing much happened yesterday. Hey, for only having 14 yards, he made him count over in Germany. They needed, I guess. All right. Let's talk about Rasheed Rice. Yeah. The rookie wide receiver capped off the seven-play, 75-yard opening drive with an 11-yard catch-and-run touchdown from quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Little nugget here. I saw um stat. Chiefs have the most yards after catch of any team in the NFL. Oh. Pretty cool. You know, I felt like he played a lot more than that says. He had two catches for 17. Do we have a snap count on that? Uh, Tucker can look one up. Because I thought, was I thought he was in a lot more. He made plays in big time situations, one of which we'll talk about here. Um, oh, am I jumping in? Like, right now, no. Um, didn't have anything written down, but I'm going to talk through it because I've written about this thing. I talked about it on the post game yeah. last night. Rasheed Rice's diving. He re- finished the game with two catches for 17 yards and the one touchdown. is his fourth touchdown mm-hmm. um, this season. He's a rookie. Made him count. Um, but yeah, it... His third down reception is like a third and five. Early in the game, the Chiefs were up seven to nothing at that point. The Chiefs offense really wasn't doing much. They'd gone back and forth and punted a few times after that opening drive that we just talked about. Um, but it was on the next scoring drive. They faced a third and five on the um, their own side of the field. Oh, and he I mean, dove and yeah. caught it, extended that drive, which led to the second touchdown to give him the fourteen to nothing lead. Um, that then the next score was obviously the the game winner which was uh, Tyreek handing it to Trent McDuffie um, and Brian Cook for the touchdown. But Rasheed Rice, again, it's not necessarily lighting up a stat sheet with a bunch of numbers. It's about making big-time catches in big-time situations. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what he's already started to do for the Chiefs. Um, And looks like he's got that trust from Patrick Mahomes. It is a big-time situation, again, to um, throw him that ball in that situation. And he... He came up with it, and I don't know if he dove because he didn't run the route, didn't cut it off the right way. There's a lot of reasons, or maybe it was just an inaccurate pass. Yes. I know a lot of times people are criti- critical of people being critical, not blaming Patrick Mahomes for errant passes and that he's always right and everybody else is wrong. Whether Whatever it was, uh, it led to the conversion and then a big-time moment, and Tucker is 
really eager to get on. Yeah, what's the snap? You got something. Snap count. Yeah, I got the snap count. Let's get it. Uh, for Rasheed Rice. Uh, 41. Actually led receivers uh, with snap counts. He was in it a lot. Uh, 41. And actually his last target in the game was that diving catch. Which, okay, this is going to... He didn't have a target in the second half. Maybe that's why the Chiefs... Have... Steve. On, we have that, in, that coming up. No, it's not coming up. She said 48 yards of total offense in the second half. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that doesn't surprise me after watching. Maybe it's because they're targeting where she raced. That's why. It's, just, it's a question. It's a question mark. Maybe something to uh, pick apart later, but. Let's pick something apart right now. Okay. Uh, this is actually pretty good working right into this next one. Number seven, I uh, wrote tinfoil hat time. Okay. This is, this is all me. Okay. This is all me guessing. I got no reason to believe this to be true, but it's not going to stop me from sharing it with you fine folks of Chiefs Kingdom. It's about Jet McKinnon. <laughs> I'll read the first one here. Jared McKinnon <laughs> found himself with an open shot to the end zone in the second quarter of Sunday's 21-14 to victory over the Dolphins. McKinnon caught a 17-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes to put the Chiefs up 14 to nothing. That was extending the drive that mm-hmm. she Rice had made the third down catch on earlier. There's 231 left in the first half. It was McKinnon's third receiving touchdown this season, the 19th touchdown of his career. Completed the day with two receptions for 22 yards and a touchdown. He tacked on two rushing yards and one carry. You're probably like, What's tinfoil hat about that, BJ? Here it comes. So, talked about the Chiefs' offense struggling and about Andy Reid being this mad genius that holds things back, doesn't show everything in regular mm-hmm. season games. Mm-hmm. You're going to play somebody later. It's not showing all of the offense. If you subscribe to that line of thinking, which I do at some level, sure. I, do, I do believe he holds things back. He doesn't unload everything um, in a regular season matchup. I believe that Jer- Jet McKinnon's usage could be one of those things that he's not fully showing right now because we've talked about the Chiefs offense struggling with the young receivers. We've talked about the passing game struggling. We have not really seen Jet McKinnon used in the passing game in a way that you would think for a team that's struggling and trying to find some easy passes with a lot of stuff around the line of scrimmage. The reason I believe this, McKinnon had 57, or excuse me, McKinnon had 56 receptions last year for 512 yards and nine touchdowns. Right now, he is pacing for only 32 receptions for 278 yards. It's almost half of what he did last year. To me, this is Andy Reid holding back. Jed McKinnon knows what routes to run. I don't believe that even if the receivers are running the wrong routes down the field, that that would necessarily completely affect Jet McKinnon's targets and usage out of the backfield. Last two years in the playoffs, McKinnon in six games, Averaged 12 touches per game. So when it mattered over the last two years in the playoffs and two years ago, there were injury. We talked about Isaiah Pacheco getting better. There are reasons behind it. I understand that. But you're going from 12 touches per game in the playoffs and six playoff games of the last two years. It was eight touches per game if you're just using the numbers from last year. To right now, he's averaging 3.2 touches per game on a player that, again, had nine touchdown receptions last year. They've struggled in short yardage. They've struggled in the passing game, and Jet McKinnon hasn't been used a lot. I think it's because they're holding some things back that they're really effective with that they want to use in big-time situations that don't happen in the regular season. That's my tinfoil hat that I feel. I buy into that delusion. There's some stuff. There's some meat left on the bone with the Chiefs passing game that includes Jet McKinnon that they just haven't dipped into yet because they don't feel like they need to. And at 7-2, and best record in the AFC, Currently, the AFC's number one seed. Mm-hmm. They're the tiebreaker um, over over the Baltimore Ravens because the Ravens have two losses mm-hmm. in the AFC. 
the Chiefs only have one, having one of their losses be to the Detroit Lions. So that's my tinfoil hat moment. I mean, this I will say the second you said it, my mind went back to December of last year. And I thought about the production that he was able to do and, and, and popping it up right here. You mentioned it, that stretch that included six games in between December and January. He had nine total touchdowns, like recording a receiving touchdown in every single game. He also is the first running back since 1970 with a score reception in at least five straight games after that. That's. You put the tip for it. I buy it. I buy it. I will buy that and I will I will place the moolah on that. How do you bet, Tucker? I don't know. What do you say? Last penny heist. He's our betting expert. I put I put them I put the money on them. No offense, Tuck. It's not an expert. You could ask my DraftKings account. DraftKings loves it when I play with them. Do we have DraftKings read in this show? Because I I would not could no, you don't. Oh, no, well, no, not DraftKings this week. Next week you do though. Yeah. Um but yeah, let us know in the comment section if you think I'm out to lunch here or if you think there may be some credence to the fact that again, Chiefs offense, passing game, struggles. Compared to what we've seen. Now, Patrick Mahomes is third in the league in passing right now. Uh, the Chiefs offense struggling is a relative term to what we've come to expect from them. I feel like that clarifier should just be a blanket statement across all content, not just for KCSN, across all Chiefs content. I don't think anyone really thinks the offense is bad. I think it's all relative to what we know they're capable of and what we've seen from Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, and a lot of these guys. Um it's just going to be a matter of, you know, the young receiver stepping up and maybe uh, getting to later in the season when it becomes Jet McKinnon time in the passing game. We can revisit this. Uh, we get to the playoffs when Jet McKinnon gets back up and is getting more than three touches a game. I'm with you on it. I, I buy into it. We've seen it be successful, and maybe that's maybe that's Reed's plan this year. See it later on. Let's move on to number eight. Yeah, Willie Gay Jr. Doing take good. This one or you want me to take? Uh, you take the first part. I'll take okay. the second part. Let's do it. Let's break it up. One of the best games of his career. Despite the box score only giving him credit for four tackles, Willie Gay was all over the place. According to PFF, he was the best player on the field for the Chiefs' defense. Getting a grade of 92 on the day, the second best grade of his career in the regular season. What initially stands out to me was his effort. You see him punching the ball out. Every single play, it's like almost he just came in with a, a right hook. Yeah, when with Nick Bolden out too. And and yeah. Gay came into this banged up. He was banged up in the last game, knew he wasn't 100%, still went out there and played. And with Nick Bolden being out for the next couple of months with that wrist injury, it was going to take all those guys. Drew Tranquil, right. uh, Willie Gay Jr., Leo Chanel um, is getting a lot more run right now. Uh, Jack Cochran is getting some play in there. So it, it was going to take the rest of those guys stepping up. And Willie Gay Jr., and not only, only four tackles, but that's why I like looking at PFF and you take the grades for, you know, grain of salt sometimes, uh, depending upon, you know, what it's about. You got to kind of add context to everything, mm -hmm. but here's the context that I think about when talking about Willie Gay and his performance against the Dolphins on Sunday is that when the Chiefs were leading 21-14 early in the fourth quarter and the Dolphins were beginning a drive at their own 11-yard line, the Dolphins on a went on a nearly eight-minute long drive that ended with just under four minutes, I believe, left in the game uh, when that drive was over. They converted four first downs and almost gave it away. The drive almost stalled because the play you just mentioned, Willie Gate punching it out of the guy's hands and Chase Claypool with his uh, Dolphins um, performance, like best performance he's going to have as a member of the Dolphins. Um, so shout out Chase, Chase Claypool. Way to be in the right place at the right time. But then 
after they got the ball back and after converting a third and six to get into the Chiefs' 38-yard line with less than six minutes remaining in the game. Willie Gay Jr. sliced through the backfield made one of the biggest plays, tackling Salvin Ahmed for a loss of six yards, forcing a second long. Then on second long, Spags brings pressure, brings Trent McDuffie out of the slot, Tua sees it, runs away from it, runs right into Turk Wharton, who gets the sack for a loss of 11 yards. Love and all that. of a sudden, it's a third and unmanageable for Tua. He's not going to throw the ball down the field in a third and 25, a third and 26, whatever it was. Um, and there was a miscommunication on that play anyway. And so it stalled that drive, which ended up being one of the biggest drives. But again, an eight-minute long drive, they get four first downs. They got the key third down, to a couple of key third down passes to Tyreek. They were moving. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, God, like they're moving. We got to step up. They've been doing it all all game. They've been doing it all year. The Chiefs defense, who's going to make the play? And then 50 slices through the backfield, makes a huge tackle for loss. It was the right guy in the right moment to make the right kind of play for us to be able to sit here the next day and say, this is why the Chiefs defense is one of the best mm-hmm. units in the NFL. They're not just putting up great stats. They're making big plays in big situations. Yeah. And I think the thing about Willie Gay is also his presence, not just on the field, but off the field. And they have continued to talk about the type of leader that he is in the locker room. Spags continues to talk about the energy that he brings when he's not there. The energy is missing. You see that electrified or just exemplified on the field even more so. But you also see him as one of the guys on the sideline with the towel, always bringing it around, getting everyone amped up and hyped. And so that stuff, the the, the intangibles, I think, are so important when you look at a player like him. Absolutely. He's an energy giver, as yeah. Gautry has, has always him. described about players that he likes. Um, all right, let's move on to number nine. It's going to be the one negative thing. Uh, there's going to be probably be some swearing uh, in this segment because it was fucking stupid. Yeah, um, I wrote it with this dumb, but that's a better way of saying it. It's fucking stupid. So, uh, it would be something that we'd spend a lot more time talking about today that she's lost that game. Yes, I think about this stuff a lot, and maybe it's just all of us being per- caught up in the moment of you know, they win the game, everything's great, yeah, and we-, we could talk about this as number nine. Um, in a, on a 10 observations, uh, it's just organic. It's not designed anything like that. It's just, it's the things that people are talking about. They lose that game. Chris Jones would be absolutely under a microscope right now. Um, and the, the context of everything that had led up to the penalty that Chris was called on the late hit on Patrick Mahomes out of bounds, not being called fumbling the next play, fumbling the ball in the next play. Miami gets in great field position. Mm-hmm. Chief defense makes two great plays to force a third and 20. They complete a pass for 10 yards, but Jones takes a cheap shot, gets called for unsportsmanlike conduct, extends the drive for the Dolphins um, to then get a touchdown. And it reminded me of Indianapolis last year where Matt Ryan, the Chiefs are up by four points. Matt Ryan throws was an incomplete pass on third and six. Jones gets an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, extends the drive, leads to the Colts, basically game-winning touchdown. Um, these things can't happen for a player wanting $30 million a year. And I love Chris. You're not going to find somebody who's going to defend Chris Moore uh, about what he can do on the field, how good he is, all of those things. But that shit can't happen yeah. if you're asking for that kind of money in that game uh, with everything on the line. It's letting your teammates down, letting all those things down. Now, maybe, and I have zero context, maybe he spoke about it and I haven't seen that part of it yet. Maybe it was either, I'm sure it was in retaliation or something that was going on between them. But again, it wasn't long after they took the cheap shot on Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he didn't hit to it, a lineman. But either way, I just don't know how you can 
call yourself and be a leader in that room and make mistakes like that that could cost you a game that could very well have implications down the line. Yeah. I haven't seen anything that he said. I haven't seen if he's even spoken to the media yet. Uh, but I think that Chris would be the first one to admit to all the things that you were saying and own it. Um, doesn't make it, it doesn't erase right. it, you know. I mean, but he, I, he has notoriously been a guy who owns those mistakes and, and, and takes takes the leadership role. But yeah, you're right. You can't you can't be asking for a paycheck like that, and making rookie mistakes like that, letting your cool, you know, be taken away in a, in a dicey situation yeah. like it was. As those, all the guys, it's acceptable, and, right? and everybody on that field works way too damn hard to let that happen. jobs to let something like that in that moment get the best of them. it's one thing if it's first and 10 and they're way down and they gotta go 90 yards it's third and 20 and they're yeah, in the better. side of the field they're already in scoring position uh and your defense did a great job of standing tall in a moment where their backs went against the wall when Mahomes fumbled it and again get caught up in the emotion everybody's pissed that the f- the flag wasn't thrown Andy Reid's on the broadcast not really being p- he didn't look as mad as I thought he might does he end the play I never really Sometimes, but the, the the difference between happy sometimes the difference between happy and mad is is very you know subtle. Yeah, I've seen him show emotion a few times, but it's a rarity. Yeah, I stood on the sideline for an entire season. Okay, well, I I'm seeing <laughs> during the regular season. I saw him, man, caught on camera. Uh, yes. I don't see it as much. Yeah, no, I. But again, you just you put yourself back in that. How are you feeling? How the emotional roller right. goes through of a game going. Uh, you've got that play, then the fumble, defense steps up, and you're like, yes, like they did it, they yeah. backs against the wall, and then you see the flag, and you're like, no, there's no way, and then you want to be like, no, the refs are doing it again, and then you see the hit, and you're like, you stupid, like that is stupid. Um, I, yeah. I want to keep talking about it, I don't got to dwell on it anymore, because the Chiefs won, yeah. and if they didn't, probably be number one. I, the way that people would be talking about Chris Jones after that game if they had lost uh, because of that penalty, um, Chris Jones would be as happy as anybody else that they won that game. Because that becomes a local storyline, a national storyline, so they'd be talking about nationally. And it gets buried because they won. And it's just about what Tyreek Hill said leading up to that game. You're right. You're right. Go on to number 10. It's points I can't dispute. Harrison Bucker stays perfect. Back to the positive. Right. This is yes. why I'm on here to like, make it happy. Um, do you want to talk? Do you, I'll give you something negative. No, I don't. Want. I don't like talking about negative. We don't even talk about who's going to say what. We just put it in here. <laughs> Listen, they won the game. I'm not going to be super negative, but that was such a big play. It's such no, a big no, no. moment. That I like that you take those those case. moments. You're brave. Braver than I am. <laughs> okay, fuckers, 99th career game. You're not wrong either. Yeah, but let, if you're still watching, like, let us know in the comment section, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, let us know in the comment section how much you think people would be talking about Chris Jones in that way if they lost that no, game. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree with I'm you. I'm just agreeing. I'm just curious what everybody else yeah. thinks. I mean, it's it's the way that it, the fact that they didn't, they won. So now we're not, you know, now we get to talk about Harrison Bucker. Here's everything. That's 99th career game. Bucker, I got to take on, we can read through this. Okay. Gotta... Three extra points brought his career total to 839. With one more game, Bucker ranks second for most points in the kicker's first 100 games. He is 18 of 18 on field goal attempts through his first nine games this season, which is the most games without a missed field goal to start a season in franchise history's perfect performance. Yesterday propelled him past Nick Lowry for the first place spot. 
So yeah, most points per, for a kicker in first 10 games. The only one who's beaten him is Justin Tucker. Yeah, our NFL record. Most yes. points for a kicker yes, in first yes. 100 games of a career. And that's kind of my that's, take on this is that, you know, we've secretly, like, we know Harrison Buckter is good. He's been good for a while. Yeah. Um, but he starts getting to like the all-time. No, like, he's, yeah, he's that good. Nuggets like this. Like it's pretty well documented. Justin Tucker is the greatest kicker yeah. in NFL history. Mm-hmm. And also to look at the first hundred games, Harrison Butker's at eleven points behind him with one to go. So that count on him. Eagles game on Monday night, Harrison Butker kicks four field goals. He's gonna have the most points for a kicker in NFL history through the first hundred games. Yeah. More than a kicker. And we don't know how Justin Tucker's been good for a very long time. Sure. But may have been scoring more lately. But either way, uh that's still contextualizing how special Talk about with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Harrison Butker is putting together one of those kinds of starts to a career that's like best of, yeah, best all time. No, I think a lot of people forget how good he is and how many times we've said that Harrison Butker was a leading scorer in a game. I mean, it's true. Yeah. We've said that multiple times. That doesn't, I mean, Especially you can always depend on him. First team like the Chiefs are right now. The only time he ever had issues was, you know, when, when they switched punters and that obviously kind of changed up things routine-wise and then he had an injury. But outside of that, he's been just lights out. So it's nice that you can always count on a guy like that, even if it's past 62 yards. Yeah. Shout out Butker and the whole, and we talked about it before, just last year, you know, there was a stretch there where there was more uh, analysis of yeah. holding on field goals and extra points. Everyone became a an expert. expert. A history of NFL content from anywhere. Um, but yeah, they, they've seemingly got through that as uh, Butker has been perfect. Now, before we wrap up this show, I want to give every give you an opportunity to share with everyone something negative me yeah what negative do the negative something negative yeah do you want to share something negative do i want to share something negative try to think of something negative that's happened you know it's a pretty positive person it's the bills (laughs) (laughs) you're a positive person you're like cameras rolling you don't see me um uh, the most negative thing. This is hard. What has been something negative? Oh, I have a really bad hangnail right now. It hurts. That's what the people need. I, I broke my finger a couple weeks ago. It's still painful. So it's getting better. Yeah. 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 So like a little No, it's, it's, but you can see it. It's not well. It doesn't go straight. T's and P's. The old pinky. <laughs> <laughs> that's here's uh, i don't know I don't, shout out haley for with something i'll come up with something and shout out haley for wearing the shirt that uh we have <laughs> so uh Wait. we've got some oh, some news no it's good okay. i saw it earlier i was like you know what uh we're gonna announce it sometime later this week so if you're still watching this congratulations um you see it's some cute. of the new They're new really gear and new merch that we've got coming out and uh there's some information behind it that's pretty cool that we're excited to announce sometime later this week but uh that's one of the new shirts so I didn't even put two and two together. I was like, this is cute. I'm wearing this today. (laughs) Awesome. Well, appreciate everybody for listening. Appreciate Mission Taco. Go get some tacos. Go get the guac. Go order the any given holiday drink at Mission Taco. Proceeds go to benefit Braden's Hope um, and their research and um, for child pediatric cancer research. Um, Yeah. Got a lot of partnerships together and go get some tacos. Bring you a list of my grievances next week. We're start with them off the top. Everything that bothered it, me in a week. It's coming off a of bye. Oh, I'll have tease a me with a title idea. Haley's ten grievances. She's ready to air. 
you got to then you got to do the whole outline. Um, yeah. Okay. Appreciate everybody for this. <laughs> Appreciate everybody. If you're still with us, shout out you. Appreciate you. We've got uh, Only Weird Games and KC Lab coming later today on Monday. And uh, appreciate that. Tell your friends about KCSN. We appreciate all your support. We'll see you guys next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.